Hi, everybody. It's General Spaulding. Salvatore Babonis here. And we're on Conversation 6. <laughs> we're on Conversation 6 less than an hour before the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And boy, do we expect that China will be one of the topics they discuss. I'm curious, what, what do you think, um, if Biden is elected, how is he going to uh, change the trade uh, war situation, or will he? Well, that's the funny thing. I think both, both of us are aware, I think everyone knows, that the Democrats can't afford to be soft on China. So, you know, will a Biden presidency actually result in any change in policy in China? My own view is that it will probably result in some technical changes, but not in any massive sea change. Uh, you know, do you have a view on that? Well, you know, um, I think you're right on the trade stuff. I'm, you know, but then when you go further and say, okay, well, trade is more of a kind of a protective measure. And I'm really curious on how do we get more proactive with regard to industrial policy, investment in infrastructure. You know, we haven't seen that too much in the Trump administration. What, what do you think about that in a, in a Biden administration? Well, you know, let, let's go to expertise because you're obviously an Air Force fan and I come out of the study of globalization. And, you know, when I look at this, I really see Trump doing things that, uh, frankly, I agree with. I mean, the maximum pressure on China, I'm all on board. I think that he's been right to point out that uh, China has consistently ignored its obligations under the WTO. It's consistently stolen U.S. technology. It's done all sorts of things wrong. But frankly, I suspect that Trump has exceeded his power as president of the United States in imposing, repeatedly imposing these tariffs, you know, not going back to Congress. I mean, he's really stretched his authority to the breaking point uh, under trade law. And uh, although I am a fan of what he's doing, I'm even more a fan of limited government. And I don't want to see that kind of you know, presidential seizure of power. So uh, I really think and I hope that a, a, a Biden president would, um, well, pull back on the tariffs, not because they're wrong, but because they're perhaps illegal. <laughs> At least that's where I see where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I would challenge that a little bit because the Section 301 could have been brought by any company. But, you know, as I spent a lot of time on this talking to companies there was literally no company willing to go up against uh, the chinese communist party and right. file a section 301 investigation oh, oh if there had been an investigation and an outcome well then he has the authority but there's none of that right and no uh, there is I'm not arguing. The, section, the section 301 investigation which was 180 pages long i mean had you know, detail after detail after detail of what the Chinese Communist Party had done um, to many companies. But as I understand it, that only pertains to the first round of tariffs. Uh, you know, we've seen, like, for, for example, the, the ban on uh, the ban on TikTok doesn't come out of the Section 301 investigation. It comes out of a political decision. And of course, it's based on national security, not on trade law, but it's part of the whole trade war. I mean, I think I think we've seen a real expansion in the idea of what the president can do on his own. 
Well, I, you know, so I do believe he has, or I agree with you, he's used executive order with regard to TikTok. But, you know, I think one of the problems I had with, um, with the way we thought of national security uh, with the, you know, invention of the internet and the ability to use it to influence um, people in a democratic society, particularly away from, um, you know, the, the principles of that society. I think there's a lot to be said for controls or protections of the society from this type of undue influence. So maybe he's used the wrong tool, but I think I kind of agree with the precept. Oh, I agree with the policy too. Uh, it, it's just that I, you know, I'd like, well, I'm more committed to limited government than I am committed to getting the policies I want. And what I don't see from the Trump administration is a commitment to limited government. And I don't think the Democrats have any principled commitment to limited government. They certainly don't. But I suspect that a Biden administration would roll back some of the seizure of power that we've seen under the Trump administration. So say they do that, and yet there's still this need for protecting the population from this undue influence. Would you suggest legislation? You know, if you if you spend eight hundred billion dollars on defense and you can't protect the people from you know coercion because of our system, you know, how do we deal with that in a, in a twenty first century context? Well, I think we have to have more faith in our in our own fellow Americans' uh, ability to protect themselves. Ah, well, you know, that's that's a, uh, I, I definitely think that's a conversation for another day because I think there's something to be said <laughs> about the Second Amendment when you can't actually know who's influencing you. So, but I think that's all the time we have. So thanks a lot. Great to talk. <laughs>